is a god of the game. Home or Rome, penalty or a tie, Neymar or Messi. England have finally found a way to reach the finals, but not before breaking the hearts of every non-English football fan. Jorginho hopped, skipped, and jumped to take Italy into the finals. Is this it for Messi, or will he ever get another chance for an international silverware? Have we witnessed the end of an era after what could possibly be Federer's last game at the Wimbledon Arena? Let's go. Fifty games played, hundred and forty goals at an average of two point eight goals per game, eleven own goals, eight penalties missed, three penalty shootouts, so many heartbreaks, all for this. The chance to etch your names in the history of this glorious game. Welcome everyone to episode sixteen of Sports Charcha, an episode I was really looking forward to talk about, and to do that, as always, we have Ishan with us. Hi guys. What an what an amazing tournament we are coming to the end of it. I actually feel sad that we are coming to the end of this amazing tournament. But yeah, so excited to talk about what happened in the semis. Let's do it. Yes, and we also have a bit of Wimbledon updates for you guys. And for those who are here just for Wimbledon, I would recommend you to head to the description part and see where the Wimbledon part starts. If you don't want to listen to this Euros and Copa America updates, but if you want to. We'll start with the game. What a game! What an incredible game of football. We couldn't have asked for anything better. And fair to say, I was surprised by the fact that Spain were the better team. I I agree. Like if you look at the 120 minutes that were played, Spain were by far the stronger team on the day. Uh, but I think that's the common point or the common failing that they've had throughout the tournament, and we've discussed this. at length is their finishing and that's what you know let them down at the end they had so many great chances uh, luis enrique again switched up his forward line for the game he started with oriazabal who normally come off the bench and scored clutch for them and that didn't work as well uh, and i think that made the difference because if you look at italy they had a couple of chances and they converted it and and in the penalties winning you can't say who's a better team in a penalty shootout it destiny was not with morata as we'll talk about this in detail but just morata man just morata yeah how, how cruel football is morata and dani olmo after that fantastic game to miss those penalties in the end but yeah i mean you 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 have to credit italy for hanging in there and and seeing this through yes as we've been saying that spain were the better team but italy won the clutch moments converted the chances spain missed a ton of chances and yeah in the end you have to say italy were deserving winners on the balance of how they have played this entire tournament so far so italy fair winners all the best to them <laughs> talking about morata again I that think, i think one thing is very sorry just to add to this one thing very interesting is that when italy resorted to the old italy that we know of of being total defense they actually conceded then yeah when they were actually playing their swashbuckling attacking free flowing game they had spain under control yeah spain dominated possession but we always knew that spain were always going to dominate possession but they had everything under control but the moment they went into you know all defense the after they scored after kiesa uh, scored a great goal by the way uh, they conceded immediately morata scored a great goal great pass by pedri was it or dani olmo a uh, great through ball morata scored that and 
So that was a very interesting thing, which I thought you know we should highlight that. Yeah, I mean, I was I was telling myself that if Spain don't score within the next fifteen minutes or before, let's say the seventy eighth or the eightieth minute, they are going to lose the game because Italy is going to do the Italy thing and going to stall the game till the end and see this through. But Spain very well. I mean, they pushed so hard and they scored the goal, which they rightly deserved. But talking about the Kiesa's goal, what a fantastic finish! Yes, it was a lucky deflection. It it fell on his way, but to have that composure to take that second to wait, to have a look at it, and to do that curler, I was a brilliant goal yeah. man. And and what a player he has been. He's he's developing to be this amazing player. I mean, I, I'm, I'm I can't wait to see more of him. Yeah, and I think it all nobody actually had heard of him when he was at Fiorentina. Uh, Juventus actually took a big risk with him to get him at a pretty high price, and he and he started off a little slowly. But if you look at the last second half of last season, he was probably one of their most important players, and that form just carried through with the Italian team, where he is you know whenever Mancini needed somebody to come up clutch, he's been there. He scored a decisive goal in the group stages, yeah, uh, and then again here. Where you know he doesn't. What's amazing about him is doesn't need too much time to score to take a shot. You know he has that confidence in him that the moment he sees a bit of an opportunity, he'll take the shot. Even if he misses, he doesn't care. He'll try it again, and that takes confidence, and that's paid off against you know the Spanish team. Yeah, yeah, that's that's brilliant. Actually, there is this great shot of that goal. It was behind Kiesa. That camera angle was behind Kiesa. So while he was lining up for that shot. Insigne comes just behind him, so it's like Insigne. You'll see Insigne, and then the ball kind of curling towards the right and curling towards the net. So it it felt like Insigne blessed Kiesa just before he scored that goal. It was a, such an Insigne goal to score, but it was a great execution. That's true. But spe- also for all your listeners, you might have missed Bala saying this. Uh, Bala said he talks to himself. But I want to assure you, he has friends. But it's just a common thing he does. So just don't feel a bit put off by Bala's statement. <laughs> no, I actually I was I was actually uh, tweeting on our sports church account about this game for for a long time. So there also I was mentioning uh, how important it's for Spain to score the goal and all those things. But yeah, Sp- but the one thing you retweeted, one thing you retweeted, which I found very interesting, was Danny Olmo has had the most shots. In this tournament, without scoring a yes. goal, yes, yes, that was and that was very telling. Yeah. Actually, that, that kind of summed up Spain's performance in this tournament. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. great, great for Italy after failing to qualify for the 2018 World Cup. You could see the emotions coming out of the Italian players. It was great to see great emotions, and spare a thought for Spain. They were really good, especially someone like Pedri. But to be very honest. If I am a Spanish football fan, which I am not, I will be really, really pumped to see this team go through because there are a lot of promising young talents in this team who are going to get better. And Luis Enrique, if he can get his act better, I mean, he did well. He did better than what we all expected him to do. But if he can follow upon this, if he can continue on this progress, we will get to see a very good Spain team in the 2022 World Cup. All right, enough of Italy and Spain. Let's talk about England and England not doing an England thing, coming back from a goal down and holding on to that lead comfortably towards the end. I mean, that was really commendable. Meaning, there was a that penalty was dubious. Let's not 
kid ourselves uh meaning i probably wouldn't have if i was var i would probably wouldn't have given that a penalty uh, there was minimal contact if any with sterling but you know credits where credit where is due england were the far superior side in the game they played really well something that both of us thought england might do choke when in the big moment they didn't do they were actually pretty positive i've actually this was one game where they were actually very positive in their you know style they were actually looking to take create opportunities to score and that was refreshing to watch because they have the talent they have those players <laughs> raheem sterling again meaning wow like single mvp for england without a doubt and yeah in fact i would say i would say he's he's in running for the player of the tournament i mean i think like if i don't think even if england win it without a doubt he's getting it uh so yeah. and he's been just a huge huge contributor to them and kane you see kane had such a great game like he was actually taking more initiative you know in the couple of first couple of games i think both of us were talking about you know where is kane he barely touches the ball he nobody's providing the ball but in this game he actually showed intent you know he drove forward he you know put play balls into the wings so that the ball would be crossed into him it was overall a very good england to watch which is very rare yeah and i think credit to that goes to denmark as well because of the way they play yeah i mean just want to cover one last point for england before we get on to denmark uh, england to me have really surprised me because they overcame all their quote unquote usual issues i mean can they beat a big name team in the knockouts and that too germany their arch nemesis yeah. they did that can they do it out of wembley i mean albeit it was ukraine but still they did it in style can they go behind in front of wembley crowd and win they did that too the only thing that's missing for england is penalties but but frankly i wouldn't put that pass behind this england team but yeah enough of yeah. england let's talk about the team that we all loved we all wanted to win but unfortunately couldn't win this time which is denmark and that goal from damsgaard oh wow what a beautiful strike and i i love the fact that pickford is such a crap keeper that he makes the goal <laughs> look so good because he dives if you see it in slow motion his dive is after the ball passes him so you know and it made the goal look even more spectacular like there was no chance for him to save it but meaning what a shot like it was almost ronaldo esque because it was not a slow curler it was actually it was a bullet and un- yeah. unbelievable goal and i think that was just telling of denmark's journey in the tournament they have been spectacular to watch uh, they have been such a good feel for the tournament and for football in general you know yeah. you start off the tournament with i think a shock that more normal teams can't recover from when your talisman gets injured and in, in the way that he did uh, and then come and you know punch above your weight match after match and get results yeah so i think they did really well the country should be proud of those players yeah just a, another point to that goal uh, if if you see that goal right when damsgaard was lining up to take the shot there was a three man denmark wall that was standing slightly away from the english wall and while he was going to take that shot they moved right to the left blocking the view of pickford it was clearly orchestrated and very well executed to get that goal 
you still have to take the shot from 40 yards yeah yeah i'm not taking anything away from damsgard yeah. who in fact was a replacement for eriksen who wasn't even there in the first team he came into the team because of eriksen and have become and has become an, uh, a, a household name right now i'm pretty sure you will see damsgard and dolberg being chased by many of the big european clubs really really good to see denmark all the best to them again not an not an end to their journey they have again really good talent they can build upon this and and move forward uh, all the best to them now coming to the finals uh quick prediction quick thoughts i would say for me prediction italy because they've been there before as a nation in terms of pressure yeah none of the players probably kelini i think was there in the last euro finals uh but just as a nation they know how to take that pressure if you look at england they this is their first ever european final and their first ever major tournament final after 1966 yeah uh, so that is something you know for a really long time they were giants of football but if you look at it on a resume they're not the giant of football at all yeah. right Portugal and Greece are more successful than them in international football in a way. So yeah. that says something. So it will be a lot of pressure on England. But I think as you rightly pointed out when we were talking about England, they have broken all these karmas in one single tournament, all of them. Yeah. So why not one more game? Because a final is just one game. My favorite manager Zidane says it, right? Yeah. Final is just another game. and on that day anything can happen so yeah. i i'm so excited for this game yeah and, and and i feel like this game will be at least attack versus england's defense i don't see england going all out attack and playing a really positive football but you know it's finals the the whole point is to win it i i really can't uh, point a favorite here i i i really can't like i'm going to say england as the favorites but that's not because of any footballing reasons one is see the last time when uh, a a champions league winning team and the team winning the major tournament from the same country has happened in 1988 when the dutch team won the euros and psv eindhoven won the euro european cup i mean the then champions league before champions yeah. league now chelsea won the champions league who are from england so that is one reason and number 2 euro 2000 was the last time when both the semis went into extra time so mm. in euro 2000 italy defeated netherlands in penalties and portugal sorry france defeated portugal in in golden goal i mean for the younger generation there was this concept called golden goal then and france won it in the finals now we don't know but on the other hand england have progressed inch by inch under southgate 2018 world cup they finished fourth Nations yeah. League, they finished second. Sorry, Nations League, they finished third. So, so that means are they going to finish second this time? <laughs> We don't know. <laughs> But I think oh, if you summarize this, if you look at both the teams, it was the probably the best two teams of the tournament playing the finals. Agree, agree. Very valid point. Yeah, because England have been consistent. They barely conceded, and then Italy have won everything. Uh, so. I think on paper they are the best two teams, so it could be this is the ideal final. But it's going to be very, as you said, it's going to be Italy's attack, Italy's you know exuberance, and versus England's you know defensive solidity. 
and i think it will go down to one or one scrappy goal and that will probably decide the game because that's how finals generally are uh but yeah i'm very excited yeah it feels like that great so the game is on sunday night guys so please make sure you watch it it's going to be a great game and all the best to english fans and the italy fans may the best team win moving on to south america brazil which is the copa america where as usual as expected it's brazil versus argentina actually it's not as usual to be honest when people talk about south america people always think about it's brazil and argentina but it's not the case but this time it's brazil versus argentina and brazil came across a fairly tough peru team uh, were you able to catch the highlights i actually saw the last part of the game oh. but then i saw the highlights it was quite a complicated game to be honest for brazil you know when you look at the chances peru had quite a number of chances but uh, this paqueta guy man for brazil he's been coming up clutch he scored in the last game as well uh, against chile and now against uh, peru he is the he is the he was the match winner and but very unlike brazil if you saw them in the group stages they were steamrolling teams but now they are almost doing an italy getting the job done when it matters and move on to the finals and yeah i think Argentina versus Brazil man that's like the classico yeah really the classico of south america but talking about brazil they were also able to rotate the squad i mean they have this luxury of an enormous talent pool and they used it pretty well to be very honest they kept rotating in fact even this game alison did not start edison was the one who was in goal and as you rightly pointed out paqueta started uh, Jesus we all know <laughs> was was suspended uh but again it's the brilliance of Neymar the goal that was scored by Paqueta was actually created by Neymar he dribbled he was actually surrounded by what three or four peru players but we he dribbled through them and and was able to get the ball to Paqueta and Paqueta finished it but on the other hand peru had their moments but brazil fairly controlled the game uh, peru had only i think I, yeah. i don't know i think two or three shots on target yeah two or three chances but i felt there were certain points in the match where peru you know up the ante and brazil were almost struggling a bit to keep up with the momentum but yeah you're right brazil had were the dominant team they were the stronger team obviously and you're completely right about it without because brazil the brazilian team is neymar plus 10 in a way because neymar is just another level of a player when he plays for brazil it's he's literally almost already becoming one of the highest scorers all time for brazil anyway uh, but the level of you know dynamism he brings for that team he is at the center focal point for all attacking plays he's everywhere practically for brazil so I mean, I'm not surprised that you know he was the creator for the goal as well. Just to add to that, uh, you said they replaced, they did, they rotated the squad by replacing Allison with Edison. If there is, <laughs> if there's a joke of riches in a squad, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, look at the choice they had. But pretty well done, Brazil. They again see. everyone when talk when talking about brazil everyone talk about their attacking flair they're very good uh, their front the forward players are really good but this brazilian team have a very strong spine like you have we talked about either edison or alisson at goal and you have the experience of 
Thiago Silva and you have Marquinhos and then you have Casemiro and then you have Neymar. So it's a pretty strong spine and they will be up against a really informed, spirited Argentina side who are, are playing really well. This is one of the best Argentinas I have seen in a very long time. A lot of people talk about the 2014 Argentina, but that 2014 Argentina was very... Uh, what to say functional they were, yeah, very top heavy and they were very functional like Masharano kind of was the steel for the team he drove the entire team forward uh, sorry he, 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 he made sure that they don't concede any goals and they were very very solid but this team has lot many players other than Messi and Messi he himself in prime form he was involved in 9 out of the 11 games scored by Argentina I was able to catch the last 15 minutes of this game and I saw the penalties Argentina weren't controlling the game much in fact if you see uh, Colombia pretty much had more shots on target but yeah Argentina had the better chances and if you see that goal by Colombia oh it was Luis Diaz it was an incredible goal it was a very difficult skill to execute he was, he was actually almost falling over and then he, while he was falling over, he, he curled the ball and scooped over Martinez. And it was a really tight angle also. So, credit to him. It was a brilliant goal. And Argentina showed their class in penalties. I mean, uh, Rodrigo De Paul, Paul like, uh, skied one <laughs> above the bar. But Emilio Martinez was really good. Like, not just the trash talk part. But he was actually very good in stopping those yeah. penalties. But I think what's interesting... No, no, I was saying, I was saying Messi's reaction when uh, Yerimina missed yeah. his penalty. I have never seen Messi this emotional ever. Yeah, I mean, it's great to see, right? Because you know how much this means to Messi, right? Like, currently, he is literally jobless playing for his country. in Like, factually. <laughs> so, Argentina is all he has right now. And you can see that because, yeah. you know... And the way he, just the reaction where every save Emiliano Martinez made and the celebration, Messi was the front and center of, you know, going, running up to Emiliano Martinez and hugging him because that's what it means to him and that's what it means to Argentina. And an interesting part is that although Argentina have been amazing, very strong, they've not been scoring goals that many. They've not been scoring that many goals. If you see them in the knockouts, they've just scraped through. Yes, Colombia was going to be a tough challenge and it was. Colombia not, is not an easy team by any means. But they were made to suffer uh, and they still came out alive. So I think they will be oozing confidence against Brazil as well. Yeah, and, and see, they did score three goals against Ecuador, albeit it's Ecuador. I understand that. Yeah. But still, they scored three goals. Messi is in good form. Di Maria is coming off the bench and making a difference. Lautaro seems to be in a decent nick. So, the team is kind of coming around. And you have really strong and confident midfielders in Rodrigo de Paul and uh, uh, Leandro Parades. And they have been really good. Christian Romero yeah. couldn't play the last game. I think he was injured or something. So, that was a miss. But the other two defenders, surprisingly, Otamendi was decent. Uh, he is always an error-prone player, but he's been decent so far. And yeah, we talked about Martinez, who has been brilliant so far. The other good player for them has been Papu Gomez. Papu Gomez is brilliant. Again, he hasn't been starting, so I'm, I'm expecting he will yeah. start the finals, uh, especially if you have to break the Brazilian defense. 
and their uh, defensive midfield. You you will have to have a better attacking talent in front. So hopefully it will be uh, Messi, Papu, and uh, Lotaro in, in in as front three. Yeah. Great. So that's another a cracker of a game waiting to happen. It's happening on Sunday morning, early morning, I think 5.30 or 6.30. Uh, just check out the listings. It's on Sony Live. I mean, Sony TV, all Sony channels. So Sunday morning, you have Argentina versus Brazil, Copa America finals. Sunday night, that is 12.30, technically Monday. We have England versus Italy, the Euros finals. But Sunday evening... We have Wimbledon finals, which is, I mean, Wimbledon men's finals, Wimbledon's women's finals. It's on Saturday evening, which is going to happen between Ashley Barty, who's the number one uh, women tennis player right now. I'm going to be very honest. I don't know. I don't follow much uh, of, of women's tennis because there is always a new winner every time, which is a really good thing to have versus Carolina Pliskova from Czech Republic. Uh, the game just ended. We are recording this on Thursday night, 8th of July, 10.50. The game ended about half an hour, 45 minutes before. Carolina was uh, one set down. I saw the second set. Before the third set, I came for the recording. So that's going to happen. But the talk of the town is Herbert Hurkax. I, I, I hope I pronounced it right. The youngster from Poland who defeated Roger Federer in a Wimbledon quarterfinal, center court, straight sets with the third set, 6-0. 6-0, first time ever in Wimbledon for Federer. 6-0. I, I, I don't know. Is this the... I mean, I, I'm going to ask the question that's on everyone's lips. Is this is this, is this the end? Is this... We, are we nearing... Meaning, I wanted, it to be the, I wanted it to be the end last year, to be honest. Because... Let's be let's be honest. I think I'm a Federer fan, like a bhakt. I, I adore the guy. He's like the greatest of all time for me. And it's just sad to see him be like this right now. You know, it it doesn't suit the narrative. Yeah. You know, you always associate Federer Wimbledon victory, but uh, you don't want his last impression to be a six nil final set. But you know. He thinks he can still contribute. He can still be competitive. And, you know, obviously he's earned the right to make his own decisions. But I think he's, I think it needs to now call it, you know, give it a break now. It's done. Like, you know, a youngster coming on to center court and actually, it actually, you know, when you saw the match, I was seeing the match actually. I You could mistake who was the experienced player and who was the one who had nerves because after a point i couldn't tell yeah uh, and especially in the final set what yeah. do you think yeah i mean see he was see when, when i when i started watching uh he was one set down uh, but federer was 4-1 up in the second set so i thought oh okay so no we are going to have a good game federer has come back and he's playing well but hukas came from that point to 6-6 and Winning the winning that set through tiebreaker and the third set as we talked about, he was completely dominant. But credit to the youngster, he was superb. And while I was watching that match, I was reminding myself twenty years before when a young Roger Federer defeated an old Pete Sampras in Wimbledon quarterfinals, and that was the start of a new era. I don't know. I'm, I'm I don't I don't know. We have seen a lot of 
youngsters, a lot of good talent coming and going in tennis over the last two decades. Hopefully, this one stays yeah. for a while. But talking about the other semi-finals, uh, Djokovic versus Shapovalov. Djokovic is in is in is in another another zone right now. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. You need you need something really spectacular to stop him. This Shapovalov was really good. Is this uh, young Canadian uh, a left-hander? Uh, I mean, in a Wimbledon, you always love a, a, a left-hander. Uh, I mean, I loved Goran Ivanovic. He was a great single-hander, Sasha. Yeah, yeah. I, I always loved Goran Ivanovic for for older audience who who have been watching tennis since yeah. the nineties. No, one of my favorite tennis players. Yeah, he was brilliant. I mean, he's now Djokovic's coach. For the younger listeners, uh, Goran Ivanovic is Djokovic's coach. I'm talking about the fourth semi-finalist, uh, who Hubert Hukax will be playing against. It's Berrettini. He's an Italian. Uh, he defeated a fairly young, another Canadian, Felish Oja Aliasimi, in four sets. Again, fairly an easy game, an easy win, and he was able to win that game. So. That semi-finals is going to happen tomorrow, and finals is on Sunday evening or Sunday seven o'clock or something like that. So, like Ranveer Singh says, Sunday night कोई plan नहीं करेगा तो पूरा Sunday don't have any plans right from morning till night. You have back-to-back great games to watch if you are both tennis and football fans. Great. So that's about it for all the sports talks. We'll just quickly run through the speed point, and there is only one topic and one topic only to talk about in speed point. That is Sergio Ramos to PSG. It's confirmed. It's official. Ishan, how weird it's going to be to see Sergio Ramos in a PSG jersey. Well, oh, gosh, it's strange, man. Like. I saw the man. I saw the unveiling and the jersey holding him, like prodding up the PSG badge, or saying "Ale PSG." Yeah, karra hai, dude. So, atra saal ka captain. What? I guess this is the nature of football, man. It'll be strange, and especially it's a blue jersey, bro. Blue and red. You just invert that. That's the Barca color. <laughs> But I mean, but yeah. what a what a bloody signing for PSG man! They have got Sergio Ramos, Ashraf Hakimi, and Donnarumma. Meaning, if there ever was a bloody transfer season, what is that? Like yeah, and Vinaldum. Oh, I know. Oh, sir, <laughs> Vinaldum as well. And let's let's not forget the person who we've spoken for the most number of amount of time in this podcast, Neymar. Already is yeah. there, and he's not going anywhere. uh so psg is going to be a heavyweight next season yeah uh, but ramos i feel has truly been bought to for the champions league like they want that trophy so bad and they've got someone who knows how to do it better than anyone else currently in football so they've got ramos for the big moments they have taken full advantage of this financial fair play uh, restrictions being uh, uh, you know relaxed full advantage but 
to be smart they have made some smart signings i mean sergio ramos and gini vanaldem were practically free signings donnarumma again is going to be a practically a free signing yes they spent about what 50 60 million on hakimi but hakimi is worth it he's such a such an exciting talent such a great right back so and and they needed uh, they needed a good right back they were they were lacking Uh, a good talent in that position so yeah full credit to psg for taking advantage i'm still waiting for manchester city to make some moves uh, hopefully they'll do after the euros is done but see that's what happens during international tournaments teams do a lot of behind the scenes work so you will see a flurry of signings happening once when the tournament ends you will see a lot of signings happening in the next 2 3 weeks once when these international tournaments are over I got a funny analogy. Hmm. PSG is almost if you guys have watched, viewers watch Wall Street have seen the movie Wall Street. It will be like Gordon Gecko playing Farmville. <laughs> PSG in the French league. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Having all the resources and just moving the pieces around. Yeah, that's what they yeah. are going to do. But let's see. Hope they can do it next season. But before all that, we have these two finals. So let's the international tournaments finish first and. We are pretty much done with this episode and when we meet for the next time we will have a new Euros champion and a new Copa America champion and hopefully a new Wimbledon champion or just the same champion holding the trophy but until then it's bye from Bala bye guys all the very best for the all the finals please do not do anything else on sunday watch these games thank you everyone for listening If you enjoyed what you heard please make sure you hit the subscribe button and also please like we are literally begging to rate our podcast on whichever app you are listening to it not only helps us but also new listeners to easily find our podcast you can also reach out to us on twitter at the rate sports charcha a big shout out to the jam room audio for our theme music you can follow the jam room on facebook at the rate the jam room audio bye